Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And just a forewarning, this week we've started uh, this podcast with some alcohol seltzers. So, when you hear us burp, that is the reason why we will try <laughs> not to do it into the microphone. We are both 23. We are of age. It is yeah. legal. It's fine. <laughs> For a second, I was like, we're of age to burp? Like, to drink. <laughs> um, also... Uh, spoiler, this one wasn't, like, that good. Like, it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't that great. Right. That's why we're drinking, so. On yeah, the better ones, is... we, we'll need our full attention. Yes. This one. This is probably something that we're going to continue. We just yeah. thought of it the other day. So, that's it. This week, we watched Twas the Night. This came out December 7th, 2001. Our last one from 2001. Woo. Next year, we start 2002, which, let me tell you, there are some good ones. Our first one, which will be next week, is Double Teamed, <gasps> starting off the year so strong. I fucking love Double Teamed. And then, we'll get there. We'll get and there. there. Cadet Kelly. Ugh. And then also in 2002, we have Get a Clue and Gotta Kick It Up. Wow. So, wow, y'all, we are in for it. Get excited. And then once we get to 2003, it's like I've seen all of the decoms, except oh, for like I once I got too old. <laughs> So, I cannot say the same. It's about to get real fun, guys. Buckle up. Join us. Okay, but for now, we're gonna do <laughs> Towards the Night, the Christmas movie for Disney Channel in 2001. Yes. Um, I have two people from this movie that I recognize. Mm -hmm. Number one, first and foremost, obviously, Sir, he's not a knight, Mr. <laughs> Brian Cranston. Yep. Um, if you don't know, you're an idiot, but <laughs> for all you idiots out there. Brian Cranston is a Oscar-nominated, Emmy Award-winning actor. He um, was nominated for an Oscar for the movie Trumbo. I don't know what... I think it's about, like, a person in the 50s who was in Hollywood who was um, mccarthy during communism. Oh. Maybe. I don't really know. I'm just, <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, he won Emmys for Breaking Bad. Obviously, it's what he's most famous for, besides being the dad in Malcolm in the Middle. How? Um, he has a career that started in 1985, and he's basically, like, the been in everything. <laughs> but some things that, um, I put down, because, like, every single TV show ever he's been in. Um, and then some movies that I put down that he was featured in is the ones that I've seen, um, are Argo, Rock of Ages, Larry Crown, Drive, Little Miss Sunshine, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Did not know he was in Saving Private Ryan. I've seen it many times. <laughs> I've never seen it, so. Um, yeah, that's all I have for Brian Cranston. And may I just say, this movie would be nothing without Brian Cranston. I have, like, uh, some opinions about that, but we'll get to it at the end. All I said was, B. Cran is the only one I know. Um, well, uh, the dad in this movie is played by, um, the guy who plays Clifford slash Claudius Blossom. And Riverdale. Oh, that's why he looks fucking familiar. No Cheryl, wonder. Cheryl Blossom's dad and his evil twin brother, who was like there for a minute, but then I think they killed him. I don't remember. Ugh. They send it. They sent Cheryl to conversion therapy, and then he just like never came back. I don't know. I don't remember. Listen, but we that still was him. we still watch Riverdale. It is so bad. We Do not waste your time. We hate ourselves. Yeah, if you hate yourself, then sure, spend your time watching Riverdale. But if not, just watch season one. Season one is actually good, season and after really that, good. just let go. Yeah. Just let go. You don't need anything else. Yeah. <laughs> okay, are we ready? Yeah. So jump in. 
So, <laughs> what happened to not burping in the mic? I wasn't, like, up close. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, we open on a mailbox um, in front of the house for the Wrigley's. Um, in the background, we see a house with Christmas lights and snow on the ground, so it's obviously Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, this boy starts narrating the night before Christmas, and whenever he says, hopes that St. Nicholas would soon be there, he stops and says, and he was there in my house. Yeah, and so while this is happening, we see some, like, chaos going on in the house. There's a scream. Someone turns the lights off, or is taking the lights off the tree, and they tie up Santa. And then he says, hold on. How did we get here? Let's go back to the day before. It's like record scratch. (laughs) I bet you're wondering how I got myself into this situation. (laughs) So we go back. Twas the day before Christmas. This boy is still narrating in a poem rhyming scheme like the night before Christmas mm-hmm. um basically he says uh dad is home dad's a workaholic and he's home for once doesn't make any sense because mom and dad have the same job so yeah apparently they're doctors dad. hey I don't know how dad works more than mom but anyway mm-hmm. um mom is burning cookies relatable <laughs> um the little sister who's like 10 years old is casually reading a book called advanced trigonometry yeah, well, and we can obviously see that they like, her parents like her a good bit because she's, like, the smart one. He also says, they're the, my parents, she's my parents' favorite. But um, then there's also his little brother, Peter, and he's the youngest, so he's also the favorite. Peter, I feel like, has a um, Spencer Breslin in The Ultimate Christmas Present vibe where he's definitely older than what he's playing. <laughs> yeah, no, this this kid is so annoying in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> his voice, like, he's always trying to make it so high, but it's, like, yeah. not naturally that high anymore. It's definitely, like, these producers were like, okay, I know you're, like, eight years old, but you need to act like you're four. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. <laughs> um... And then he's, and then the narrator says, there's me. We see Danny. Uh, I'm amazing. Uh, he's playing some, like, flight controller game on his computer. And he has a no sibling zone sign on his door. <laughs> so we know that he's like, oh, I'm cool. Like, I don't like my siblings. <laughs> Do you ever have any stupid signs like that on your door? Um, no, but my brothers did. Really? What yeah. <laughs> was it like? Kelly, keep out. No. Well, they had, like, a stop sign just on their door, and then they would put stickers on it. I can't tell you exactly what they said, because I don't remember, but it'd be, like, no reading past this point or something. <laughs> like, I don't know, stupid stuff. I think my brother might have had something when he was, like, six. The only thing I had, like, on the outside of my door was my name in foam letters. And on the inside of my door, I think it's still there. I had a 21 Pilots poster. <laughs> I would stick stickers on my door, but that was it. Um, so yeah, so Danny's in his room, Peter comes in, and he says, Dad wants to know when you want to decorate the tree. And Danny says, we'll decorate it on Christmas Eve, like we do every year. First of all, who the fuck decorates their tree on Christmas Eve? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's not like, enough time. That's, like, what's the point of even putting it up then? Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. No, and, like, there's so much fucking shit, well, I don't know about other people, <laughs> but there's so much fucking shit to do on Christmas Eve. Well, yeah, and so... Uh, Peter's like, it is Christmas Eve, and Danny's like, no, it's not. Go away. Leave my room. Yeah. Yeah, so Peter leaves, and then Danny checks the date. Oops, it is Christmas Eve. So he opens up his Velcro wallet (laughs) and finds there's only a dollar there. I guess he was gonna go shopping later that day. Well, yeah, it doesn't make (laughs) sense. Like, especially in 2001. Like, I know things have changed, and, like, a lot of things are open on Christmas Eve now, but, like, back in 2001, there were not a lot of things open. Like, places would close. I worked for a corporate retail chain for three years, and we closed at 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and it was only, like, while I was working there, 
that we were open like 24 hours, like three or four days leading up to Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah, they definitely but, like, didn't do that, that in 2001. Yeah. In 2001. Yeah, it doesn't, there's a lot of plot holes in this story that we will get to. <laughs> but yeah, so Danny's like, what am I going to do? I got to get money to get presents for my family. Yeah, he's literally like, I'm broke, I hate my dad, and my sister's too smart for me. That's literally <laughs> what he says, because he's still rhyming in, like, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yeah, so he's like, I know who I need to get money from. Yeah, so he opens up his room, and he's like... Peter, you have money. Buy my shit. <laughs> so, uh, in the next shot, we see Peter leaving the room with, like, an armful of shit. And Mom notices him. And she's like, Peter, like, what? what is that? And he's like, Danny sold me all of his stuff. <laughs> so, Mom starts yelling at Danny. Um, like, Mom and Dad are, like, confronting him in the living room. Yeah, and they make him give the money back. Yeah, and... they're like, you can't take money from Peter. And then Peter is, like, standing in the doorway and tries to defend him. They're like, you can't shake down your little brother. And Peter goes, it's okay. I like getting shaked down or something. Yeah, well, it's and funny. Danny's like, don't say that. Also, yeah. like, okay, listen. I know it's not right to steal from your younger siblings, and this is probably something that my brothers would have done to me when I was too stupid to, like, fall for it, but I feel like that's their own fault. Like, I feel like he got parents, something for it. The parents have, like, a big overreaction to this. Yeah. Like, he literally just could have stolen Peter's money. Exactly, but he like, did. This, this he is gave a, him stuff. a legal exchange of goods and services for money. <laughs> yeah, and so... Uh, dad is yelling at Peter and he's like, yelling at Danny and he's like, you're turning out just like Uncle Nick. Well, wait, Peter's like still trying to defend him. And this reminded me of whenever I was a freshman in high school, my sister who would like tease me and stuff like a whole bunch when we were kids, she got better when we were older. Um, but we were like overlapped one year in high school and one day she backlocked me and like, I didn't really care, but I mentioned it whenever I got home. I was just like, oh yeah, like. She backlocked me today or whatever. And my parents, like, started yelling at her so hard. And I'm like, I'm not mad. Like, it was fine. They're like, no, you can't do that to Elizabeth at school. And I'm like, it's really okay. <laughs> so I really do Peter on this one. Yeah. So, like I said, Dad was like, oh, you're turning out, like, Uncle Nick or whatever. And Danny think thinks that that's a good thing. He's like, you know, Uncle Nick always says that he's just helping people share the wealth. Ah. Honestly, it's a <laughs> okay. That's another thing. When you when you watch this movie through the lens of twenty twenty, as someone who thinks capitalism is the fucking worst, and billionaires should not exist. Exactly. Like I don't think they're that wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Nick, you got a point. But then Dad says, "No, Uncle Nick is a con artist." Um, and then Peter goes to this cookie jar in the kitchen and. It's filled with money, and they're and he's like, "This is family money. Danny is family. We should give it to Danny," and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're they're annoyed at P at Danny because they think that they that he's like setting Peter. Yeah, yeah the, that he's setting Peter up, and he's not Danny. But Peter's Peter, literally just a dumb fuck. Yeah, he's just trying to help his older brother. He just wants to be cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're in Danny's room. This is when Peter says, you can shake me down if you want to. I like it. Yeah, and Danny's like, please Fucking, don't ever yeah. say that again. Danny looks at a picture of him and Uncle Nick, and he says, Uncle Nick is the coolest person in the family. And then Peter says, Danny, you're the coolest person in the family. Yeah, uh, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, so then Danny says, I bet Uncle Nick is making a major business deal right now. Probably has him begging for money. And this is where we cut to Uncle Nick is... Or begging for mercy. Not <laughs> Uncle Nick is tied up and blindfolded, and he is the one begging for mercy. Which I thought was, like, 
a little intense for this. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. He has a bandana tied over his eyes, and like I said, he's begging whoever's holding him hostage not to hurt him. Uncle Nick is Brian Cranston, by the way. Yeah. So there are these two people, and they ask him where his office is, and he's like, this is my office. And he, they're like, oh, well, where are your co-workers? And he's like, I, I, they're out. And they're like, no. And he's they're like, okay, it's just me. changer, too. Yeah. And so we see the two, like, bad guys, as I call them, and they just look like scrawny, like, 20-somethings. Yeah, they're just, like, nerds. Yeah, and, and, okay, the one looks so much like the kid from Under Wraps and from uh, the Paper Brigade, but it's not him. <laughs> I thought that it was the entire time, and it was not, so, anyway. Uh, yeah, they got scammed by him, and they are repeat customers. They've gotten scammed by him many times, so this time they decided to blindfold him and tie him up. Yeah, well, I, I put dummies got scammed out of $30,000. Yeah. That is your own fucking fault. And this is not the first time this has happened? <laughs> That what it, are you doing? That's your own fault. How did you fall for a scam? For I, I, bet, I bet Uncle Nick was the inventor of, like, the prince in <laughs> Saudi Arabia or Nigeria or whatever. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we're gonna help this prince. And then we're gonna get so much gold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Uncle Nick is able to, like, get the blindfold to, like, go down his face. And he mm-hmm. recognizes them. Right. He's like, oh, like, I've scammed you guys before. Um, they're like, where's our money? And then Nick is like oh, I made it, put it into some investments. And then they're like, oh, you lost it. You yeah. don't have it anymore. And so they're obviously very angry. They got scammed out of their money. So they try and, like, figure out something that's going to hurt Nick. So they pick up his laptop and threaten to pour coffee on it. And he's like, oh, no, don't do that. That Lappy. Lappy, my laptop is everything. <laughs> and so he's like, all of my account numbers are on there and all the important stuff is there. Like, please leave it alone. Dude, back up your hard drive. <laughs> Yeah, and so the, yeah, just keep it one. The bad guys are like, "Oh, fine, we won't do it." But Elliot will. Elliot yeah. is like their other like henchman. He's like the brawn of the group. Yeah, he's like actually muscular. Nick is like, "Oh no, like, like don't beat me up." They're like, "We're not gonna beat you up," but Elliot will. Yeah, and um, so they tell them that if he doesn't get their thirty thousand dollars by Christmas, then fuck his laptop. Yeah, and so Elliot walks up, and then they all just, like, scream at each other's faces, and yeah. then Elliot grabs Nick's nose, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, they're, like, $30,000 in cash by, Chris- by Christmas morning, or you, Nick, are the Coco, which does not make any, I don't know what that means. Yeah, it yeah, does Yeah, so they sense. untie him, uh, Nick asks for his laptop back, um, and they're like, okay, but don't leave town, so the second they leave, Nick is like, gotta Got- leave town. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Nick immediately packs up and climbs down his fire escape. Uh, he walks around the street corner and almost runs into Elliot. Uh, so he tries to hide behind these two men carrying a Christmas tree horizontally. But he gets caught and Elliot starts to chase him. Uh, we have a chase scene. So fun. But we cut to a line of kids chanting, we want Santa. And Nick is hiding behind a door. He like darts into this little room to get away from Elliot and Elliot can't find him. So at this point, Nick is like, all right, I gotta take a breather, gotta figure out what I'm gonna do, what's my plan? So he goes into the bathroom, and he sees that the Santa suit is hanging over the stall, and that Santa is, like, sitting on the toilet. So he grabs the Santa suit, like, the pants and all, and runs off and puts it on. Yeah, so, like, the jacket and the jacket is, like, hanging over the stall, so he grabs that, and then he grabs Santa's shoes, 
which I guess are connected to his pants, and just pulls them off him. Yeah, and Santa's like, uh, hey, what are you doing there? And he just grabs it and runs. Yeah, so Nick puts on the Santa suit. Uh, he walks outside, and Elliot does not recognize him, so it's a good disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, like, the elf worker and all the kids are like, Santa, where are you going? And Nick is like, got a, got a, got a blast. Got a blast. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to a bus stop and the bus just so happens to be going to his hometown. Well, the bus ad reads, there's no place like home for the holidays. So Nick is like, that is true. I should go home to hide out. Yep. <laughs> and by home, he means his brother's house. Yeah. Uh, so at home, uh, the family is gathered on the couch and dad starts reading the night before Christmas to everyone. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do that? Like, <laughs> no, our like, only read, tradition- like, a book or a watch a movie we would watch the uh, how the grinch stole christmas the cartoon version but it wasn't like always it was mostly just me being like we should watch that <laughs> i'm pretty sure i would watch that in like the summer it's <laughs> fucking good it is it's still good uh yeah so they're all reading all on the couch reading the night before Aww. christmas dad's reading it of course mm-hmm. uh and then the doorbell rings and it's santa at the door and they're like what is going on it is christmas eve uh dad like flicks santa or Santa flicks dad in the face, and Mm -hmm. dad goes, Nick. (laughs) Yeah. And so Peter goes and hugs Uncle Nick, and then Katie and, uh, Katie does too, and then Danny and Uncle Nick have a special handshake, because they're, Mm -hmm. like, friends. Yeah, so Nick tells Danny of his travels all over the world, which are probably fake. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, there's a bug in here. (laughs) Yeah, so they talk about, like, exchanging emails and where they're gonna travel together after Danny graduates high school. Yeah, like, we're gonna go to Monaco after you graduate, Danny, but Dad is not happy to be witnessing this. Yeah, and so Peter and Caitlin go join them on the couch just to, like, spend some time with their uncle, but Dad looks annoyed, and he in- he compares his brother showing up without announcing to a home invasion. <laughs> And then Dad asks, like, why are you here? And Uncle Nick is like, hey, I just wanted to be home for the holidays, spend some time with my nephews and niece, you know. But Dad does not believe him. Yeah, he's very suspicious. And at this point, Dad's pager beeps, and he says, there's an outbreak of reindeer flu, and he has to go to the ER. And then Mom's pager beeps. Because she's and also she is a also a doctor at the ER. And they also have to go. And they all, to, to take care of reindeer flu. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I don't get why they act like that's normal. Is that supposed to be a joke for the adults? Because it's still not funny. I, I don't, how, how do you get reindeer flu? I, no, I think they're saying that the reindeer had it. Because then later on, they talk about the reindeer. Yeah, what? The Are reindeer they- wouldn't go to the hospital. They'd go to a did vet. The, did the people get infected by reindeer flu? I don't know. They don't explain. <laughs> reindeer flu doesn't exist, as far as I know. Maybe in 2001, it was the original swine flu. Anyway, they have to leave. Yeah, and they're Christmas like, what are we going to do? Because we and can't leave the reason, kids alone. Danny only hates dad. Well, yeah, but they're like, what are we going to do? We can't leave the, ki- leave the kids alone. And then mom's like, well, Uncle Nick is here. Like, he can watch the kids. But dad is not really happy about it. Yeah, so mom and dad are getting ready to leave as Nick reads the night before Christmas to the kids. Um, Caitlin talks about how Santa's not real, and they're like, how do you know? And she's like, well, I did the math, and it's impossible. Like, bitch, Santa's fucking magic! Yeah, she talks about, like... He defies the laws of math! Well, yeah, she's like, he'd have to move, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, Santa's magic. He could move at the speed of light if he fucking wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what? I th- I know I've talked about this before. Did you have, like, a moment when you realized Santa wasn't real? 
Uh, no, my brothers told me Santa wasn't oh, yeah, real and that. showed me all the gifts that my parents had gotten for me. And then my parents found out and they made my brothers tell me that that was false and that <laughs> it wasn't true. But I pretty much knew then. So, mm. but I, I already had my suspicions, you know. Yeah, I don't have like a spe- like a lot of people have like specific moments. Yeah, like my cousins told me that they like sat their kid down and was like, "Hey, Santa's not real," because <laughs> he was like, I don't know, he's like going into fifth grade or something, mm-hmm. and little brat was like i knew it <laughs> like mm, sure you did but yeah i didn't have like a specific i just gradually realized <laughs> yeah but as caitlin's explaining all of this peter's like what really santa's not real and yeah, Danny, peter's supposed to be like fucking four years old caitlin well okay it doesn't make sense because then they say he's in like fourth grade or something i don't know oh, they conflict their stories so fucking much <laughs> they could have just come up with a plot line but that's fine so danny is trying to be a good brother and he's like no santa's real don't listen to her peter she's a buzzkill yeah so mom kisses everyone goodbye and dad tells them to go to bed early at 8 p.m yeah um so peter and caitlin tell dad goodnight and danny's still sitting on the couch with nick and dad tells danny who's like 13 or 14 to go to bed and dad says or danny says like it's not even eight o'clock dad's like nah yeah he just like screams at him and so danny like gets up because at first him and uncle nick are like laughing like they think dad's joking but he's not so so like no just go to your room and turn the lights off yeah so (laughs) danny like goes up to his room and dad like tries to say bye but danny doesn't say anything Mm. and then uncle nick says oh you're turning out just like dad or whatever and they both look disappointed when they say that so we don't get a lot of backstory about their father but apparently it wasn't the best time growing up um, so, mom and dad leave, and at night, Nick is on his computer, he's trying to apply for a loan. He's on a website called needabuckloans.com. <laughs> um, he gets an email, uh, yeah, it's- from a prof- potential scammy. He was like, oh, well, maybe I can make money off them, but it's just the, the guys on video chat, the nerds who tied him up on video chat and they're like you open this video now we can track you yeah and so he's like well good thing i have a super virus on my computer to fuck up your computer because apparently that's somehow how it works (laughs) and so it also fucks with all of the computers within a 50 mile radius yeah above the house we hear or like we see something something falling out of the sky and then nick hears like these noises on the roof and that's when danny comes downstairs to investigate Mm mm-hmm And so at first they both think that it was just each other, like, making the noise, but then they hear some more noise. So, um, Nick grabs, uh, fireplace pokers for attack. Um, the fire that was in the fireplace just, like, stops. Mm -hmm. Um, Nick notices, but that's when everything else just, like, freezes. Okay, I have to talk about this because it makes me so mad. They do this a lot in the movie. They They didn't freeze them, actually. They didn't just do, like, a freeze frame. No, they have them just try and stand there as still as they can. And it's so obvious. Yeah, and so all I can look at is them, like, breathing or them, like, slightly moving. You can definitely tell. Uh, anyway, I don't know how much more money it would have cost to edit it to be like that, but like well, it would have been worth it. In later scenes, they did. They did freeze frame. Uh, <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> anyway, so uh, snow comes through. Everything's frozen in time. Snow comes through the fireplace, and then it turns into these like purple and green 
bubble spheres things. Yeah, these, like, particles, and then it turns, it, like, morphs into Santa. Santa appear. Santa's, like, talking through this comms unit and to investigate uh, Nick's computer. He's, like, talking to an elf, and they're like, okay, you have to, like, find where it came from, because we learned that the virus caused his sleigh to go down. Right. Because the reindeers got reindeer flu, and Santa had to use his backup digital sleigh. Yeah, that's why reindeer flu doesn't make sense. They Reindeer <laughs> wouldn't go to the hospital. So he takes the virus that is on Nick's computer and moves it to the trash can and that fixes everything. Yeah. And so Santa's <laughs> like, well, as long as I'm here, I may may as well start at their house. As if there isn't, like, a specific order he has to do this in. Right. So he looks at his, like, little list thing and he's like, oh, well, Peter and Katie are on the nice list, but, but Danny, Danny's on the naughty Danny list. Again. And then he says, Uncle Nick has been on the naughty list for life. So Santa grabs these three tiny presents out of his bag, and then he has this little, like, orb, like, ball thing with these knobs on it, and he, like, presses one of the buttons, and the presents, like, turn to a regular size. But as that happens, he drops the orb, and so then Danny and Uncle Nick unfreeze, and they ask what's going on. So Santa tries to, like, play it off, and he's just like, oh, I'm just... I you invited me in I don't know he like makes something up but he ends up tripping and hitting his head on the fireplace and passing out so immediately Danny's like oh this is really Santa because for some reason he just believes that and Uncle Nick is like no that's not true that doesn't exist so Danny asks where he came from and while he does that he grabs the orb and he accidentally presses the button and shrinks Uncle Nick and so Uncle Nick is like hey can you like undo that did you press a button and he's able to like get him back to normal size. So they figure out this orb is, like, magic. And and, yeah, and they're like, this is the real Santa. Yeah. But Nick is fascinated by this little machine. Yeah. Uh, Danny wonders what will happen to the presents if Santa can't deliver them. And so Nick says, that's not their problem. Um, and accidentally... He you know? accidentally freezes Danny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I have he accidentally freezes Nick, but that's not... <laughs> yeah. So he has the orb, he accidentally freezes Danny, and then he tries to undo it, but then he ends up transforming, like, morphing himself into Santa's sleigh, because he uses the other button. He, he turns into the little green and purple Yeah, balls. the little particles. Yeah. Yeah, he floats up the chimney onto the sleigh on the roof, um, and he starts messing with the buttons on the sleigh, and he, like, floats a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, he pushes the button on the ball again, comes back through the chimney, and he unfreezes Danny, and Nick is like, mm, yeah, it's we should finish the job. We should do this for Santa. Yeah, and uh, Danny is confused because he literally just said, like, oh, we're not obligated to do that or whatever. But now Uncle Nick has a scheme. He has an idea. And so Uncle Nick is like, well, you play those, like, video games on your computer, right? <laughs> I need you. I need you to be the pilot and the navigator, and I'll deliver the presents. And yeah. so Danny's just like, okay, like... Okay, at this point, we, his parents think that he's, like, a really bad kid, but he's not. Like, he wants yeah. to, like, save Christmas He's just literally a normal older brother. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Trying to sell shit to his younger, which, like, isn't a bad thing. Yeah. And the brother is willing to pay. <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> so, the, Uncle Nick and Danny decide it's okay to leave their little sister yeah, they and go, brother. They go, what about Caitlin and Peter? And they're like, well, Santa's here. Yeah, Santa is <laughs> passed out. This random old man, who they don't even know for sure is Santa, is passed out in their house, and they're like, it's okay to leave my siblings with them. That's fine. <laughs> We're, like, both, like, ten and under. Yeah. 
And so I'm then, like, oh, well, we'll be back before they wake up anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we see Uncle Nick and Danny, like, driving the sleigh, and they're, like, hollering and whooping as they fly around. And so Uncle Nick is like, hey, we're going to start delivering the presents in the rich to the rich kids first. And he has some excuse for it, but he's like, let's just start over there. Yeah, so then we cut to Peter coming downstairs. He tries to wake up Nick who he think it's, think, thinks is in the Santa suit, but he sees it's not Nick, and then screams. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to um, Danny is talking to Nick through the chimney of the first house. Mm-hmm. Um, all Nick has to do is reach in, and the right present will come out in his hands. Um, the There's, like, a screen on the sleigh that has, like, the... Um, the uh, database for all the children in the world, whether they're naughty or nice. Yeah, there's, like, statistics for it, too. It's like, oh, they did this nice thing and yeah, this well, nice okay, thing. Yeah, it says the kid is naughty, and it says that she was naughty 13 times this year. Only 13? Only 13! <laughs> Bitch, there are 365 <laughs> days in a year, 24 hours of each, plus 12 of which you are awake. <laughs> I highly doubt that. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, yeah, and it said she wanted a pony for Christmas, but she's going to get an ant farm instead. Yeah. Gross. I. <laughs> <laughs> but inside the house, everyone is obviously paused because Uncle Nick is in there. and Yeah, there's like a dad like reading the newspaper by the fire. Yeah, and so Uncle Nick starts taking stuff and shrinking it because he's going to steal it and spread the all wealth. The, all the rich things in these people's houses. Yeah, and so... Uh, yeah, he shrinks the items and he puts them in his pockets. So then we cut back to Danny, who's still in the sleigh, and he sees his own report, and his says, shakes down his brother, <laughs> spends too much of his time scamming, scamming, and then it says naughty. And what so does he that looks mean? sad. How is shaking he shaking down his brother? Well, he's not I even mean, he's scamming. He's not even shaking down his brother because he gave him something. It was an exchange of goods and services. Yeah, he wasn't like shaking him down, be like, hey, kid, give me your money. Or just taking it. But yeah. he didn't do that. It was an exchange. <laughs> It's this not fair. Illegal. He did not deserve to be on the naughty list. This is the legal transaction, and he didn't even charge tax. <laughs> Government. <laughs> yeah, but Danny looks sad about this because, like, his dad also treats him like he's the fucking Antichrist. So <laughs> He spends too much time scamming. And shaking his brother down. What, do, what does, what does he scam? I haven't seen him scam once in this movie. Well, they, you could maybe <laughs> consider what he did to his brother scamming, but then that's the same thing. You can't list it twice. I don't know. It said he was naughty, like, I don't know, 11 times or something like that? Yeah, so um, Uncle Nick comes back to the sleigh at this point. He sees the screen, and he's like, oh, that's cool. But Danny's like, "Uh, I want to be nice. Yeah, he's like, I mean, it makes sense. That would uh, make... Sorry. (laughs) He's like, that would make sense as to why I got the greatest hits of the 70s CD last year, which, like, Danny, that is a great gift. Well, that's what Uncle Nick says. He's like, I love that CD. Uh, Yeah, Nick tries to make him feel better. He's like, who's Santa to fucking judge? Which, like, I agree based on what we've seen. Again, like, they're taking some bold stances in here. They're not saying outright, but they're basically like, who's he to judge? Like, he can't judge us. Yeah, just because like, he's Santa. What, what are his morals for right and wrong? Exactly. <laughs> right and wrong are not black and white. Ex- yeah. Yeah, so. so they're like, you know what? They should be the ones to decide who gets what for Christmas. Yeah. So then we cut back to home. Peter and Katie are tying up Santa with lights. Oh. So we're, like, back to the first scene. And so they ask Santa why he's there. And Santa... I just burped now. <laughs> Santa explains that he's Santa, and then they're like, well, I don't believe you. Yeah, Katie, so, Caitlin's like, mm, Santa's not real. Yeah, so she, so he starts talking about all of these specific things yeah, she's well, done. And then, 
And then she's like, Santa would never be in a house with Danny, because Danny's so naughty. Yeah. And so he's like, I know that you cheated on your math test in third grade. And she's like, oh, you are Santa. Are you not in third grade? <laughs> so Santa yeah, suggests- so they untie him. <laughs> yeah. So Santa suggests that maybe Danny wanted to deliver the gifts, but then he finds out that Uncle Nick is with Danny whenever they figure out that the sleigh is gone. So he's very stressed because Nick is bad, bad. Yeah. And Caitlin's like, Danny probably stole it because he's so nutty. Uh... <laughs> Santa goes to uh, the family's computer. He can't. Oh, con- he goes to uncle. He goes to Uncle Nick's computer he because that's what uh, brought down his sleigh. Yeah, and he can't contact his elf because uh, the comms unit was like connected to the computer on the sleigh. Yeah, and so whenever Katie's like, "Oh, what happened? It was a virus," and he's she's like, "Where did you put it?" And he's like, "Oh, I put it in the trash can." She's like, "Oh, well, it's gone forever now." Which I maybe back then it was, but I'm pretty sure there was still like a deleted a file. Bin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've never seen this desktop before. <laughs> well, so then Katie decides that the only thing okay. for them to do. I have some comments. <laughs> she says that they have to go buy a new computer to be able to get, like, hack into the Slay's computer because the ones that they have are, like, too slow or something. Okay, so they have to go to this computer store. It's, like, I don't know, 9 p.m. on Christmas Eve. So it would not be open. That would not happen. Like, like, like I said, even the corporate retail chain that I work for closed at 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve. And then she says it's like the the best computer system in the world and we have to go get it. And then she says I can override the flight control program on this magic sleigh. And then she says... And bring that puppy home like a well-trained homing pigeon. Listen. (laughs) First of all, no child would say that. (laughs) Second of all, no child knows what a homing pigeon is except for me and my cousins (laughs) because my grandpa owns a pigeon coop full of trained homing pigeons. It's true, I've been there. They do pigeon races. I take offense! This is my culture! (laughs) Caitlin would not... Caitlin would not say that. She's busy reading about advanced trigonometry (laughs) and quantum mechanics. What 10-year-old says, bring that puppy home like a well-trained homing pigeon. It doesn't make sense, but we cut back to Danny and Uncle Nick, and in the sleigh, Danny decides what present this new kid that he's, like, reading the stats for should get. And so he goes into the house, and he tells Uncle Nick that he picked a new gift. And he has a reason to give him this gift because he got him a punching bag. And he's like, well, this kid had, like, some issues with anger. So I thought maybe this would be, like, a healthy outlet for him. And then he wouldn't be on the naughty list. Because he's trying to fix problems, unlike Santa, who's trying to start shit. This is just a metaphor. (laughs) Exactly. For our current government. It goes all the way down. It goes goes all all the way way to the top. top. (laughs) Georgia, I hear you. Yeah, so Uncle Nick is like, oh, that's, like, pretty smart. Like, you should do that. He's like, maybe if Santa wouldn't have always given me shitty presents, maybe if he would have gotten me the custom Jimi Hendrix signed guitar that I asked for every (laughs) year for Christmas. Where's my phone? Where did Jimi Hendrix die? I don't know. But he asked for this. I feel like it was after. He asked for this every year for Christmas, and he knew that his parents had enough money to get this for him. A fucking Jimi Hendrix signed guitar. But they never did, and that's the reason why Uncle Nick is a scammer, because his rock and roll career didn't take off, because he didn't get that guitar. okay, he says he could've been great with the right musical equipment, 
but he just was never able to, which, like, part of me is, like, listen, like, some of the, like, the paintings I make and stuff, or, like, the drawings could be really good if, like, my pencils weren't so shitty <laughs> and didn't, like, break every time I sharpened them. Well, I think if he was committed, he could have been successful, but he wasn't. Yeah, he and did that's not, not that's he not did Santa's not need fault. a Jimi Hendrix-signed guitar. Yeah, People so- become great musicians living in poverty. Like, bitch, you're fine. Also, I think that he is taking out his daddy issues on yeah. Father Christmas, <laughs> yeah. because he's really blaming a lot on his, on Santa, <laughs> but a lot of this Santa. is, like, his dad's problems. Yes. Okay, he just realized that Santa was real tonight, so, like, <laughs> all of these things are coming back in. He's go. he needs therapy. He, what he needed for Christmas was therapy. It's true. But, uh, Uncle Nick says that Danny picked out the gifts, um, Nick could oh Danny picked out a gift that this kid could use to like reach their full potential and that's like a really good thing or whatever and so then we cut back to Santa and the kids yes Santa um had to drive the kids to the computer store but Santa can't drive so that's funny Uh and then they come up upon these hooligans graffitiing in an alley yeah and so Santa is like Get out of here. Don't do that. Yeah, their their car, or, yeah, the hooligans are, like, blocking the alley. So Santa honks, mm-hmm. and then the hooligans approach the car. Santa is, like, oblivious to the potential danger that he's in right now. Um, so then they start Well, to I sh- mean, he is a big white man, so maybe he just isn't afraid <laughs> yeah. of that either. He's not a woman or a child. <laughs> or a person of color. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so then they, the hooligans start to shake the car, and Santa goes, oh, these boys are naughty. So Santa <laughs> decides to get out of the car, which, and then this is where I noticed that Caitlin is wearing a fuzzy bucket hat and Peter's wearing a raccoon hat for some reason. I don't know why. Because <laughs> it's winter. It's cold outside. Why are those the hats that they chose? It was 2001. I don't know. Things were different. Yeah, so Santa goes outside to confront the hooligans and they, they get ready to fight. They're like in a circle. But then Santa tickles the hooligan leader tickles yeah and so at first the guy like backs up and he's like whoa man no homo don't do that and then santa just does it again and the guy's like all right you're pretty cool man how'd you do that he surrenders and he's just like all right props i would rather get beaten up than get tickled (laughs) i hate getting tickled i will punch and kick and scream if someone tickles me it is and it's not even a reaction i can control like i do not laugh when i am tickled i go into fight or flight and i fight i start like having a panic attack yeah. I, like, I, like, laugh, but, like, I clearly don't like it, because, like, I can't control it. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. And I, I just want to say, watching the scene was weird. <laughs> yeah. But after that, the, uh, the guy is like, oh, you want to join our crew? And Santa's like, no, we have a task to do. And he's so like. So the hooligans give them an escort to the computer store. Yeah, they're like, here you go, dude. See you later. Yeah, so Santa and the kids walk in. Uh, the worker sees them and gets annoyed because he believes that Santa is this uh, Santa impersonator that was supposed to be there hours ago for, like, children in the computer store. Because, mm-hmm. you know, those are your main target customers. Yeah, but he's like, go help those kids. So Santa goes over with the kids. Um, in the sleigh, Uncle Nick is holding a car in his hand that he's, like, shrunk down so it looks like a Hot Wheel or whatever. And Danny suggests that they should go to the homeless shelter and give them their gifts there because they're the ones who, like, need it the most. And Uncle (laughs) Nick is always talking about sharing the wealth. 
Right, but Nick is like, I can't steal things from a homeless shelter. Yeah, but he doesn't say that. So he's like, well, what if we go to a mansion first? And then Danny's like, why do we need to go to a mansion? They already have, like, more than enough. They don't need more. And Uncle Nick is like, well, what if we Robin Hood this shit and we take (laughs) their nice-ass food, we steal it, we shrink it down, we go give it to the homeless people, and we take the homeless people's shitty-ass food and go give it to the rich people. And Danny is, like, kind of impressed, but he's like... All right, I guess that idea works. <laughs> he's just—he's like, eh, okay. He's like, I don't know why we couldn't just give them nice things to begin with, but yeah, <laughs> like, sure. That's not what I was going for. It's a little bit more complicated, but I like the idea. I like the idea. I like the enthusiasm. <laughs> so then we go back to the computer shop, and Katie is setting up the computer in the store. She's just Katie, like, she yeah, she just like turns on the fully functioning computer. And starts trying to hack into the sleigh from the computer store. Well, yeah, and as this is happening, Peter's, like, keeping watch, and I'm so... I'm sure computer stores don't have internet, do they? I don't oh, wait, they, they do, do now, but I'm yeah. sure they did it back in the day for just, like, displays, like, because they... Yeah. Did Wi-Fi exist? They would have had to connect to the internet. They would have had <laughs> to dial up. Yeah. would have had to go... Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but Peter's keeping watch, and the manager comes over, so Peter starts creating a diversion, and he's like, where should I go to the bathroom? And the guy's like, I don't know, over there, and he's like, oh, right here, on all of this stuff, and so the guy's like, okay, fine, I'll take you to the bathroom. And so uh, Katie is, like, set up and ready to work, then we cut back to Uncle Nick, and he says that they should take over the gig for Santa in the years to come, because they know what they're doing. Yeah, he's holding these mini pots of soup from the homeless shelter. First, okay, I love how they took from the homeless shelter first. Yeah, they just took <laughs> their food, so they're gonna unfreeze <laughs> and then have literally nothing. <laughs> and at this point, I noticed that Nick has an earring. <laughs> I don't know if you Oh, noticed no, that. I didn't notice that. Brian Cranston, I see you. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know he- I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about Danny. No, yeah, Nick has an earring, um- they arrive at the mansion, and the sleigh starts to malfunction. It looks like Caitlin was able to take control of the sleigh mm-hmm. and start steering from the computer store, because there's even a joystick there. For some reason. Uh, Caitlin begins to type in her home coordinates, which she knows off the top of her head. Somehow. Same. I live at 70... No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so as this is happening, Nick is, like, trying to figure out what's going on. He's like, okay, well, I can turn off the computer real quick, and then maybe we'll have control yeah, again. Danny is just like, well, maybe if we turn it on and off, it'll disconnect, and we... <laughs> Yeah, so they do that, and they start, like, free-falling, and then right before they hit the ground, he turns it back on, and they are, like, falling slowly again, and everything is fine. Yes, they drop gently in front of the mountain. Um, we cut back again to the kids and Santa. Caitlin is sulking in the car. Uh, Santa believes that Danny is working with N, or with Nick, (laughs) sorry, that's how I I kept putting you, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I put you, N, for a little bit. I had that, too. (laughs) Uh, working with Nick, and, uh, says he will be on the naughty list for life, just like Uncle Nick. Yeah. And then Peter defends him, but Santa's like, nah. (laughs) Yeah. So then we're in the mansion, and everyone is paused, but again, they're not. They're moving. They're sta- Like, they're standing as still as I can. I'm not faulting the actors, but whoever made this movie, they're moving. And so Nick is, like, just, like, messing with people now. He's like, oh, moving the champagne glass that was being poured, and ha ha ha, that's gonna be yeah. so funny when Danny it unfreezes. is gathering the food. He shrinks the turkey down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick finds a diamond ring on a lady's finger, and he takes it off, but then Danny catches him admiring this ring that is obviously not his. Yeah. And this is when Danny realizes what's happening. So he points the little ball thing toward Nick, and everything, he presses the button, and everything in Nick's code 
returns to regular size. So there's, like, cars and tables and furniture, like, all, like, exploding out of his coat. Yeah, so he ends up in a pile of stuff so high that he's, like, at the ceiling. Mm. And even then, he tries to lie, and he's like, oh, it's for a charity auction. And, so and Danny's he, like, don't fucking play with me. Yeah, so Danny shrinks it all down, and he's like, I'm not dumb. You scammed me. And so Uncle Nick, again, tries to, like, talk about, like, oh, like, we're stealing from the rich to give to the poor. But Danny's like, no, we're done. He breaks up with his uncle. I hate when you have to do that. It's a very awkward moment when you have to break up with your uncle. And so he's like, I, like, I'm done with you. You scam me. He walks out, but Uncle Nick follows him. And so he tries to explain that, like, he's been having some financial problems and that he needs the money. Then he tries to apologize to, for lying to him. And Danny's like, okay, well, we're going to go back home to see and if soon, we can really yeah. he- help Santa. And Uncle Nick is, like, gets in the thing with him, but he grabs the orb. And as Danny's, like, explaining what he's going to do, he gets off. And Danny's like, oh, okay, so I'm going to go home alone yeah, now. Yeah, he doesn't realize that Nick stole the little ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Danny realizes that he's not going back with him. And Nick is like, do we still have our Monaco plans for after graduation? And Danny just says nothing and flies away. Yeah. Uh, so Santa and the kids are sitting on the couch. Eating cookies. Eat- what do they do now? They can't find the sleigh. They're Christmas gone. is ruined. Christmas is over. They have to figure out how to get... Yeah, they have to figure out... First, they have to figure out how to get Santa back to the North Pole, but they can't, thanks to naughty Danny. Yeah. And again, Peter defends Danny. Yeah. And so Santa's like, you know what? Maybe it's time I take a break after all. I'm just gonna go to the beaches and take some years off. Then people would be grateful. And Peter's like, well, what if Danny came back and apologized? And at exactly this point, Danny crashes the sleigh into the house. Yeah. Uh, so Danny's officially back. Uh, he's here to help. Uh, we cut to Caitlin... This 10-year-old girl is rewiring a magic sleigh with Peter's help, and she says, you really didn't this time, Danny. Yeah, so Danny goes up to Santa, and he apologizes, and he's it's very genuine, and Santa's he's like, He's like, well, I really wasn't trying to do a bad thing, I was trying to help you. Yeah, and so Santa's like, I don't know if I can believe you and your apology, and so Danny also tries to stick up for Uncle Nick the way that Peter is always sticking up for Danny, and he's like, he's really not a bad guy, he's just making these bad decisions, and he's going too far. And so Katie decides that she can't fix the sleigh because the hard drive is too fried. And, so, and the computer store is finally closed. Yeah. And so the earliest they can get Santa out is the 26th. Uh, but then at this point we see Uncle Nick is sitting at a bus stop and he's like in front of a church and we can hear the choir singing at church behind him. I guess I wonder it's midnight, like, midnight Mass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> midnight Mass. Uh, he tries, he's, like, talking to himself. He's, like, trying to cheer himself up about Danny. He's like, he'll, he'll get over it. He's like, I'll come back. It, he, I w- don't need to feel guilty. But he quickly realizes that he messed up and he puts, like, his hands in his face. Mm-hmm. But then, the two nerd goons and Elliot, I don't know what their names are. Yeah, I don't know. They pull up in this car and they're like, hey, buddy, we're looking for Walnut Street. Nick immediately, like, recognizes them, but, like, his face is still in his hands, so he, like, keeps his hands covered. Mm-hmm. And um, he just, like, keeps his head down, and he's, and he's like, oh, like, it's over there. And they go away. And then Nick is like, wait, Walnut Street? They're looking for me. They know where I am. Yeah. So, and so the bus shows up, and Nick, like, stands up, but he's hesitating. He's like, am I gonna help my family, or am I gonna abandon them? So then we cut. Santa is sulking back at home. Um... Yeah, and then Peter Peter is like, I'm not going to be Santa anymore. And then Santa's like, oh, Peter, it's just one of those days. Everything's going wrong. Yeah, and this is when the goons arrive at the house. Um, they're like, where is Nick? And they're, they try to tell him that he left, but they mm-hmm. don't believe him. And then they threaten to destroy their home. Yeah, looking for Uncle Nick. 
And Santa's like, hey, let's not do that. But Elliot goes to walk up to, like, squash this beef. And Santa's like, I know what to do. I'll tickle Elliot. But it doesn't work because Elliot isn't ticklish, I guess. I guess. Uh, And then Nick shows up. He decides not to give them the $30,000 in items that he stole. And he's going to return them. Um, Elliot steps up to hurt Nick. But then Nick pulls out the magic orb and shrinks Elliot. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so then they, yeah, and then they realize that, like, oh, it's serious business. Then we cut to the three of them, the goons and Elliot, they're normal-sized, and they're driving away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny and Nick make up, they perform their special handshake. Oh. Um, Santa tells him, good job, Nick, and Nick gives the ball back, and they hug. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he forgives his father. Uh, Caitlin says the sleigh is still broken, but what if they hooked it up to Lappy, Nick's laptop? So, Caitlin uploads Nick's laptop to the sleigh. Yeah, and somehow it works. Santa says he'll take care of the returns, um, unless Nick wants to come with, but Nick is like, I should really look after my niece and nephews. Uh, and then Santa's like, by the way, uh, y'all didn't see anything tonight. This yeah. This is a secret. <laughs> and then he also says, maybe I need to redesign the whole naughty nice thing because it's not all black and white. Which, exactly, y'all. Ugh. We've been, we've known this from the beginning. Have you seen The Good Place? It is very, <laughs> the episode where Maya Rudolph goes to Earth and she's like, it's not that hard to be a good person. And then she comes back. <laughs> oh, it, it's not only comedic gold, but it is just very telling about the society that we live in. Yeah, so he says thank you to the Wrigley's, he says goodbye, and Santa flies away. Um, so then we cut to mom and dad coming back home. Nick is asleep on the couch, and they kind of look around like everything's cool, everything's in control. Um, dad puts a blanket over Nick, and he says, I already got my present. Oh, they made up even though they didn't talk to yeah, each other yeah. at all. <laughs> Nick did one thing he was supposed to do, and dad's like, that's my brother. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, we see Peter running out to the couch it's to wake up Uncle shot. Nick. It's a weird shot. Yeah. And so he wakes up Uncle Nick, and they're like, all right, let's open presents. So we see Uncle Nick, like, watching the family exchange their gifts Danny and gives, laugh. And <laughs> Danny gives IOUs to his family. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty typical. But then Peter finds a present for Uncle Nick behind a tree. Okay, the tree. (laughs) So he picks it up, and they see that it's, like, this guitar or whatever. And And the card says, Mm. (laughs) To my favorite naughty boy, (laughs) sorry for the delay, but better late than never, love Santa. Okay, Disney. Okay. (laughs) Oh my god, I wrote that too. Fuck that. Anyway. (laughs) So, uh, and this is where mom and dad look at each other. Yeah. They're like, did you get the present? Yeah. And both of them are like, no. See, and then they just, okay, <laughs> this is another thing I do not understand about these movies where Santa is real. Why are the parents never like, where did this gift come from? I did not buy it. You did not buy it. They always, like, they like they always, like, it's always, like, you know, two straight heterosexual parents. Yeah. And they always, like, look at one another and they're like, did you get it? Did you? And then they just, like, and then, like, they always say no and they just forget about it. Yeah, and, and they never like, talk about like it again. Yeah. They're not like, where did this come from? Where did, did my child buy it themselves? guitar come from? Yeah. <laughs> And so Uncle Nick is, like, super excited, and they're all like, oh my god, play it! But he's like, no, I have oh, to give it back to pay I off my debts. <laughs> There's no Jimi Hendrix signature. 
Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> but um, he's like, I have to sell it to pay off my debts and start my life fresh or whatever. And then they're like, you know, you can return it, but you can't return it today. So you might as well play it now. So the whole family, like, cheers him on and they get onto the couch. And, and then this amp magically appears in the living room. Yeah, and he starts playing a little bit. He's and like then playing. he's, like, shredding and horribly fake playing. Like, there's yeah. this part where he's not strumming, <laughs> but, the like, it's still making all of this sound. He's, he starts to, like, play. It's, like, a little bit out of tune. The family's like, oh, it's uncle Nick bad. But then he just, like, fucking rips to Jingle Bells. Yeah. And that that's it. Well, he, Danny narrates, and he says, he's, like, rhyming again. Yeah. He, he makes the conclusion that the best gift is to just be with family. The best gift is your family's presence. Uh, and that's the end. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about, okay, so, I kind of, I, like, enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And it's solely because of Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because, so this was, uh, what, 2001? Yeah. And Malcolm in the Middle started in, like, 99, I think. So he already had that, like, background of being, like, a good adult, like, as a, like, in a children's content, you know? And I think that, like, like, whenever you have adults as, like, central characters in DCOMs, they either have to be, like, really good, like, Brian Cranston, or else it's gonna be fucking stupid, like, whenever we watched The Poop Point last well, time. Well, yeah, either they're the parents, so they're not really that important, yeah. or they're just, like, a bad dad, and that's, like, the only thing they can be. Yeah, and, it, like, like with most, like, most adults in DCOMs, like, you either, like, don't remember them, or it's just, like, so stupid and cringy and you hate it mm-hmm. but like I think Brian Cranston <laughs> first of all is like obviously an amazing actor mm-hmm. and I think his background of like Malcolm in the Middle really like elevated this and Disney should have taken note as to take more like <laughs> well great like adult actors for like children's content yeah <laughs> yeah I wonder how much money he got paid for this I really do because probably not a lot well yeah and that's probably why they didn't they get couldn't very... even freeze frame <laughs> Well, and they couldn't get very, like, famous actors or anything. Was he even that famous? Like, he was just the dad not in the middle of that at this point. Well, yeah, not super, but it was already 2001. The show ran for a while. Was it, like, that, like, was he, like, recognizable then? Like, I know, like, with, like, Breaking Bad, it's when, like, he really, like, shot up into, like, notoriety and, like, acclaim and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Because, like, whenever Breaking Bad came out, everyone's like, you know, what's the dad from Malcolm in the Middle? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, he definitely did elevate the movie. And I remembered this movie different than I thought it was. I do remember as a kid, I always was thinking it was the Santa Claus and it never was. And then I was disappointed (laughs) because the Santa Claus is the best Christmas movie. And I remember, I don't think I've ever seen this movie, but I do remember one scene and that's Caitlin like casually reading advanced trigonometry. (laughs) And like, I can, I never could remember what movie it was from, Mm -hmm. but I thought about it all the time. So I was like, no 10 year old just casually reads a book called Advanced Trigonometry. Well, yeah, and she looked so familiar, too, but apparently she, like, really wasn't yeah. in anything else, so it was weird. But, yeah. I agree. Uncle Nick definitely elevated this. And it's also, like, fun. Like, people I have, have a good, fun, I love fun a con, uncle characters. A good con, con man movie. Yeah. And, again, I don't think that Uncle Nick was, like, that in the wrong. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Like, do those mi- millionaires in the mansions need all of that stuff? No. And, like, Will they even miss it? No. They probably have insurance, too. Obviously, he had, like, kind of maybe a, like, bad childhood. So, like, he was definitely, like, a product of, well, like, yeah, and society. Then, and then his brother became a fucking doctor. And yeah. so it's, like, the pressure on him is very high. So, 
Yeah. Did you have any favorite quotes? The only quote I had was the fucking, to my favorite naughty boy. To my favorite naughty boy. I think we said them all. Um, Yeah, the one I starred was the homing pigeon, because I... (laughs) She had some thoughts. (laughs) I had some thoughts. So, how did you rate and rank this? Um, I gave this a three out of five, based solely on Brian Christmas' performance. (laughs) And I put it at number 18, below 17 again, and above Jumping Chip. I gave this a two out of five. Again, it, like, wasn't the worst we watched, and... Yeah, it was okay, but I wouldn't watch it again. So I put this at number 34. Above it is Stepsister from Planet Weird, and below it is The Poof Point. Mm. So, like I already said, double I teamed. my seltzer, just as we ended. <laughs> double teamed is next week. I'm so and excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> Get ready for some very good movies coming up. I'm very I think, excited. I think this is, like, the first movie where... Not only have I seen it, but I've seen it multiple times. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. So, stay tuned for that. Oh, wait, that's that. not true. We watched my date with the president's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>